Hola chicos, me llamo Isaiah y estoy aquí con Caitlin. Hola. Ria. Hola chicos. Josh. Hola. Edward. ¿Qué tal? Y Esteban. Hola. And today we're going to be talking about the... He's the... <laughs> he's... I forgot the... Gosh. It's, wait, what are we talking about? It's the pre-Columbia, right? I don't remember. Why didn't anyone write it? <laughs> Why didn't I remember? Oh, no, we don't have those. Well, it's a general thing. I guess I was trying to just get the... Uh, Um, we have, yeah, Historia, his, Historia, Historia Pre-Colombia, okay. Okay, we'll just cut that part out. <clears throat> and today we're going to be talking about Historia Pre-Colombina. And to start off with Josh, how, how big was the, the Inca territory? I'm just curious. Yeah, so... Right now, I'm going to be talking about a little bit about the territory of the Inca Empire. Um, Tola, el ter territorio del Imperio Inca, se extendió desde el día moderno, Colombia, en el norte, todo el camino hasta Chile en el sur. También el Imperio Inca incluía partes de Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia y Argentina. El centro del Imperio Inca era la ciudad de Cusco, construido en el 1100. En total, se extendió por dos millones de kilómetros cuadrados a través de los 2,500 El Imperio Inca estaba en su mayor altura en el 1525. Los Incas vivieron en, en las montañas de los Andes, pero el Imperio Inca incluía desiertos costeros y bordeado la selva amazónica. El Imperio Inca estaba conectado por un largo y eficiente sistema de carreteras extendió 40.000 kilómetros. It sounds like they covered like a lot of area. It must have been like a really powerful group of people. Yeah, it was a really big empire. I wonder how long it took them to build that all, honestly. Yeah, I think it was a couple hundred years. Sheesh. That sounds way too long just for a settlement, in my opinion. Yeah. But anyways, I also heard a little bit that there's some, like, hidden spoken language called the Quechua. And I think Edward knows a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys know about Quechua? Uh, I honestly know nothing. I don't know about anyone else. Mm. I don't know very much. All right. All right. I'm going to talk about Quechua now. Uh, 
Hola, un grupo minoritario en los países andinos son las personas indígenas. El idioma de los indígenas es Quechua en Perú. Uh, I forgot what, forgot what 19 was. Uh, 19%. Yeah, 19%. 19% de la población habla quechua. Uh, 25% de los bolivianos hablan quechua. Finalmente, uh, 13% de los ecuatorianos hablan quechua. La mayoría de los indígenas viven en la sierra. Quechua es el idioma de los incas, los gentes indígenas que gobernan, gobernan las áreas de los pa países andinos. Los incas se fueron, pero sus descendientes y su idioma se quedó. Yeah, so it's kind of like a forgotten language. Not a lot of people know Quechua anymore. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, do you know anyone that knows Quechua, Edward, or anyone else, perhaps? Uh, actually, my great-grandma used to live in Peru, mm -hmm. and she knows a little bit of Quechua, so. Oh, wow. I wonder, just a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. About... I think, I don't know if it's more than I know Spanish, but like, she doesn't, she doesn't know much about it because she knew it, she, I think knew it when she was little. Uh, that's still pretty dang interesting though. Yeah. Just to like know such an old language. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um... What about uh, Lee and Caitlin have some stuff on the I, the importance of IU and the Cheskis? Yeah, I have some information on who the Cheskis were. Oh, why don't do tell, do tell. Yeah, of course. So, um, yo hablaría, yo voy a hablar sobre el Cheskis. ¿Sabes quiénes son las Cheskis? Does anybody knew, know who they are? No, no lo sé. ¿Quiénes son? Los Chasquis eran corredores o runners en la sociedad de Inca. Durante el siglo XVI o XVI, no había teléfono ni mensajes en línea. No, no teléfono en el siglo XVI. There's no like virtual chat rooms. There weren't even telegraphs 500 years ago. I mean, we're talking like old times. Yeah, so they had to rely on runners. I see. Right. Es como se enviaban los mensajes en los viejos tiempos or olden times in English. Los Incas dependían de mensajeros personales, personal messengers, gente que corría rápido. Ellos eran muy importantes por el funcionamiento de la sociedad. Ellos eran importantes porque no había otra forma de dar mensajes 
Los chasquis corrían desde pequeños puertos hasta puertos. Ellos corrieron a estos puertos y entregaron mensajes por palabra. They would send messages by word. Los puertos a donde iban los chasquis se llamaban tampos y posados. Los tampos eran un edificio o building en inglés de gobierno de los incas. Los posados eran un edificios religiosos de, la, de los incas. Los ministros de estos edificios enviaron corredores o chasquis para enviar mensajes o recibir esos mensajes de los edificios. El chasquis tuvo que correr algunos kilómetros o miles en inglés y volver corriendo para entregar mensajes. Bon Podemos tener chasquis modernos. Does anyone think we can have modern day chasquis or not? Um, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. Or Kelly, do you want to go? Or? Oh, well, I mean, I was just going to say, I think like male man, say male woman is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I think like the modern equivalent of the. Uh, Chaskis would be just deliverers, and maybe the future might make them like drones or something. Don't they already do drones? Or like I, some places they do it? I think so. It hasn't been put into like major use yet. But yeah, I think modern, we can't really have like people as the Chaskis to deliver messages, I feel. Like, yeah, there's mailmen, but like people call it, I mean, people call them snail mail, right? Kind of mean, kind of rude. And I just, I just think that like email is taking over, technology is taking over more. So we don't really have like a, a person as a chaskis, but more technology is our messenger. It'd be kind of cool though, just someone running around town with a big bag of mail. Oh yeah, that is true. I agree. It's pretty impressive though that they were able to do that and run that far for that. Yeah, yeah, we would run that long. Yeah, and I don't imagine the terrain would be pretty, like, nice either. It's, like, mountain, mountainous. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what the mile time would be. True, Isaiah. Me and Captain wouldn't be able to keep up. Who knows? Maybe. I think so. You guys are talking about that? Imagine their feet. They probably have blisters and stuff from all of that. True. Oh. Um, Maybe they have like shoes. I'm sure they had some form of like sandals. But that doesn't mean shoes don't give blisters. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they had Nikes back then too. Max comfort for running. So I don't know. What's the what's a good running shoe? The Vaporfly. Vaporfly. Josh no would you like to give input on the Vaporflies. Oh uh, yeah, Alpha Fly. No. Okay. Okay. Max comfort for running. <laughs> Anyways, I was also wondering about the importance of the IU, which Caitlin should know. Yes, I do. Okay, so, hola, yo soy Caitlin, y voy a hablar de, de la IU. So, ¿quién sabe qué es el IU? So, like, does anyone know, like, what the IU is? No. Not I don't really. Know. Nope. 
So, el IU es un grupo de familias de, que trabajaron en porciones de tierra juntos, which basically means that, like, they were a family, like, a big group of family, and they would basically work on, like, land, and, like, that's what, that's what they would, like, work on, and, like, all of them had, like, a bunch, like, a bunch of land. And ellos son como una familia muy grande. En otras palabras, un clan familiar, which basically they, they were a clan and they called their clan the Ayu, and that's what they were known for. Y todos compartieron sus cosas con los otros en la familia. Ellos son una forma de comunidad en los Andes, especialmente entre Quechuas y a Aymaras, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I think so. Están en Bolivia y Perú. Cuando una persona nacía en el Ayu, eran parte del Ayu para toda su vida, which basically means that their community were was around like Quechuas and Aymaras. I think that's how you say it, right? And they were mostly in Bolivia and Peru. And it was the saying that when you were born into the IU, you were a part of the IU till you died. And wow, that's that's very, pretty serious. They're very committed to their clan, and um, they they were known for like always like uh, sharing things around them, and they were just like like they were basically all a family, even if they weren't like related related. If you were in the clan. So they very much like had each other's backs. So, los ayu eran personas independientes. Es enseñaran a sus hijos a hacer cosas y cultivar a comenzar. Pero quién sabe por qué el ayu es importante. So okay, what I th what I'm saying is that they're very independent people. They didn't really rely on like others to like show what to do and like how to live their life and basically they would like teach their own kids how to do things teach them about culture like what's good to eat how to farm and plant and everything they would do all that types of stuff but like do you guys know why like they're important actually no i mean since they sound independent independent i feel like they wouldn't contribute much to society not saying that they're like you know, lazy people, but more like they seem like they don't associate with associate with society. So, how would they be important? Okay, so el ayu es or uh, el ayu es importante porque es muy importante para la e económica del Inca. Los Incas crea crearon la económica de planificación entrelazada más exitosa que contribuyó a la creación de riqueza social en la social inca. El ayu fue el centro del exilio económico del imperio inca, which basically means that they were a very big part of like the uh what's it called the like economic part of um the uh, the economy, right? So very big on like plants and they con contributed to the creation of the social wealth which was like from the Inca society and the IU was n also the center of economic success for the Inca empire oh I see so 
they mainly contributed economically to the Inca Empire. Oh, I see. I see. Well, speaking of plants, crops, and harvest, I know some things about Inti and Pacamama. So, hola, I say aquí. ¿Por qué Inti y Pacamama eran tan importantes para los Incas? Porque ellos son el sol y la tierra. They're the, they're the sun and the earth, though. So, they're going to be very important to the Incas, obviously. You know how they worship the sun gods and all that. Now we'll start with Inti. Inti era el dios más importante para los Incas porque les daba calor y les decía cuando cambia, cambiaban las estaciones. También les dijo cuando era mejor plantar y cosechar cultivos. So basically what I'm saying there is that the sun, or Inti, the sun, is the is the person or the god who gives warmth to them. So whenever it gets cold, they're praying for warmth. And it also tells them when the seasons are switching and when the best time to plant their crops and to harvest their crops are. And for Pacamama, la Pacamama también fue muy importante. Ella es la diosa de la fertilidad, la cosecha y la tierra. Ella fue considerada el origen del agua, la tierra, el sol, la luna y poder que sostiene la vida. And basically what I'm saying there is that she's a goddess, Pacamama is a goddess of fertility, crops, harvest, and the earth, basically. And also they consider her to be like the origin of everything that sustains life. So water, earth, obviously, sun, the moon, like everything. Hmm. So do you, do you like ever try to like think what maybe they looked like? Um, honestly, I'm not sure how they actually like portrayed them. One interesting thing, though, is that Pacamama was actually like their most thought out goddess or like deity. It was just the most thought out one. Do you think they like... Well, okay, so weird, but I imagine them like how you see on like the Loteria cards, you know? That's what I think they oh. maybe look like and like the style of how... Oh, like, the, like the sun with the face, like yeah. when it goes to El Sol. That's what I imagine. You know what? That's not a bad way of looking at it. Actually quite interesting. But um, yeah, they're actually very important to mainly just society. They worship them because they want to have a good harvest, good crops, and a good earth. Also, Pacamama was the goddess of earthquakes, apparently, or that was one of her. That was one of her deals. Uh, wow. Um, so earthquakes as well. It kind of reminds me of the Greek mythology. Kind of like they all have different gods for each part of their lives it's kind of interesting yeah i wonder if like that's just like they made it up or if they got it from somewhere because i feel like everything is like somewhat connected there's always gonna be like similarities and differences and to me all that is just pretty interesting i 
I myself, I don't believe in all the gods and goddesses, but it's interesting to like think about them sometimes and how they were depicted back then. Wait, or if they did exist, how they would be depicted. You don't believe in like any of them. Any of like the, well, maybe not the, the Greek or Roman ones. Really? I'm not a superstitious person. I live my life like my life. And that's about it. So what do you believe in? Um, honestly, I have no idea. Huh. Wow. We are very I'm different, just, Isaiah. I'm not a superstitious person. I'm not, uh, I'm not huge on Zodiacs or anything like that. Isaiah, do you believe in like the bad luck stuff? Like walking underneath a ladder? It's uh, like seven years. The only bad luck thing I believe in is the number four. And that's it. I don't like the number four. What's wrong with the number four? Oh, yeah. What's wrong with it, Isaiah? <laughs> I've had I've had few occurrences where number four has just been against me. Dang. That's kind of sad because my birthday's on the number four. Oh, when? March. March 4th? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's my little sister's birthday. That's... Janine's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Why are you going to hate against them, Isaiah? Okay, it's not a hate. It's more just like a, a dislike. I'm not showing up to your birthday, Caitlin. I'm sorry. Damn, I don't have it. Even, not even my sister's birthday? Isaiah, I, I don't you know can pull out some my birthday. Uh, I'm not born on the 4th. Good. We could even make a green cake again. Yo. For the one actually, time. That was actually kind of fun. Anyway. Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm just not a superstitious person. I'm sorry. It's the only superstitions I have. I don't even believe in ghosts or anything like that. Okay. What about aliens? Aliens? Uh, I mean, I guess, because the universe is, like, infinite, right? So there, there could be... It's, it's not impossible for there to be some, like, second Earth, like, millions of billions of light years away. Wait, so yes. you believe in um, aliens, but you don't believe in ghosts? Right? Like, how does that make I sense? I guess. I'm sorry. It makes okay. more sense. Okay, the reason I actually don't believe in ghosts is because I don't want to scare myself or make myself paranoid when something weird happens. Like, I have the ability to just walk through complete darkness just fine. But I guarantee you, if I believed in ghosts, I would have, like, all the lights on at once. No, like, you honestly, like, you just gotta, like, defend. Like, you gotta stand your ground. If you ever feel, like, scared or something, you just gotta be like, bro, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Go away. Go away. And it worked. Yeah, like they're going to care. They do. Uh, that's debatable. But anyways, we're getting off topic here. Because we actually have Esteban with El Hijo del Sol, which is like a, a demigod of some sort, Esteban. Uh, actually false, Isaiah. Oh. It's a regular chief of the Incas. Oh. So... Yo soy Esteban y your boy habla sobre el hijo de Sol. El hijo de Sol fue la líder de los Incas, la sociedad la constitutía la familia y el ayu, as Caitlin previously talked about. Era el jefe de los Incas. También establece senderos durante su jefetora él fue muy importante para el éxito de los incas en las ciudades templos para adorar a los dioses incas 
and y estaba está fue la información sobre el hijo de sol gracias por tu tiempo so basically who he was was he was just one of the great chiefs of the inca empire and he helped build like trails inside the empire and even set up temples to help worship the gods such as inti and pachamama so that's why he's very con that's why he's considered important because a lot of the stuff he did relates to like the inca society and how they just acted throughout the empire days yeah he seemed like a very avid supporter i mean helping build temples and all that is just crazy I mean, like the work that they put in. Yeah, they had lots of power because since the empire is so huge, they had so many people as well, so they could easily get the labor to do all that stuff. It's true. It must have been a nightmare to run, though, I feel. Maybe. But he yeah. was the one in charge of all of them? Yeah, he was like the main chief. Like the Inca Empire, it wasn't like a monarch. There's like council groups and stuff, like also helping govern the whole thing. But like yeah, a lot cool. of the power did rest within the chief, the emperor. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because um, I was talking about the government buildings where the Chaskis would run to. They would run to different um, government buildings. So I think there's a bunch of like ministers and councilmen, people uh, micromanaging everything. Yeah, I mean, you probably need a a good amount of people to run such a huge empire at the time. Especially when it came to delivering messages, because now, you know, we can send emails, texting, phone calls, there's everything, right, to talk to people. But before, it's face-to-face -face and in person. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, they had to um, spread word. They had to literally do it by, like, orally, by mouth. Yeah, traditions and all. You know, I mean, we could just Google traditions now, but before... They had to pass it on to their children orally. And if they didn't, well, that's... That's could be forgotten. Yeah. I know it's interesting to just, like, learn about history. And even this, and just see how far we've become as, as the human race. Yeah, evolution. Yeah. Cool. Like, so different. We're so different now than compared to how it was back then. And it is, I'd say, you can argue if it's if it was better or worse back then. I mean, probably worse with like diseases and stuff, but technology-wise, we've gotten a lot better. You act like we're not going through a disease right now. Okay, look, it's questionably being handled. Uh, we've been almost in this for like a year, almost a year. That much time has passed by. That kind of makes me sad. I know. It's depressing. Like, it's, it's already about to be March again. It's been a year. I mean, they're talking about letting us back in March, hopefully. I don't want to go back to regular society until after I'm done because I, I'm already used to it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I miss people missing friends every day at school. But... The thing is, it's like I'm so used to online school that I just, I don't know. I can't really associate with myself, myself into society right now. Same. 
can get used to getting up at 6 a.m. again to get ready to go to school by 7.30. It is nice being able to lay in bed until 8 just to shoot up and get on Zoom in like two seconds. Yeah. That's what I do anyways. I'm in bed all day. I just sit here and get everything ready and I'm good. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know if I... If, if we do... I hope they keep. I hope that they keep it at like. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Basically, I can't get up earlier than eight. <laughs> Getting up at six thirty is going to be a challenge for me, especially because I I'm up until like one in the morning, which is awful. Yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> Esa es todo el tiempo que tenemos para hoy. Hasta la próxima. Hasta luego, everybody. Adiós. Adiós, chicos. Adiós. Bye. Bye.